Hey, this is Ebony, and you are tuned into Fixing Single, the podcast. And I am so excited about this episode. Uh, it's an interview with uh, me and Carmen White. That's my mother. And uh, yeah, I'm, you know, just super appreciative that she was willing to, you know, sit down and, and be candid and, you know, share some of her story. And what better timing uh, to drop this than on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Day. Um, it was really interesting, obviously, you know, to kind of hear uh, some of the stories that I didn't even know about. Like we started off, she told me that she was born to a midwife. But I had no clue. I thought she was born in a hospital. So, you know, I think it is really neat that we have the technology and capabilities to Uh, just to be able to memorialize the stories of people who are closest to us and, you know, be able to have the opportunity to um, ask a little bit more about their story and, and, you know, get them to share their perspectives on, you know, how they have moved through life. So, you know, I would recommend anybody do this, you know, and it doesn't have to just be on, you know, how uh, mom and dad, but it can certainly just be on any topic and, um, you know, I think it would be neat to, you know, for folks to do that. So anyway, without further ado, here's my mother. And when did you meet my dad? Uh, in 83. Oh, okay. really? Okay, so tell me this story, because I was born in 83. So how y'all met, hooked up real quick. We actually, when I left... From my basic training uh-huh. in in Anniston, Alabama, got stationed in Fort Hood. Okay. Doing it like I guess from the eighty to eighty three is when I moved okay there. okay in between eighty and so, eighty three okay yeah and then y'all got married when did y'all get married. Oh, when did we get married? That's a long time. <laughs> and you know what? Because, and I need you to clarify something because, you know, when I was up visiting Granny a few weeks ago, well, a couple months ago, she was like, y'all basically ran off and eloped or whatever. And I'm just like, I, I never asked this how the story even went. So how did y'all end up like meeting and getting and, together? And once again, um, me coming really from like... Um, a Christian background uh-huh. and getting into the military and just living the way I just wanted to live. Sure. And uh, I met Daryl because Daryl was just a fun and exciting person. He just liked to used to do anything, and it seemed like he just cared a whole lot, and he did about me. Mm-hmm. And even though I wasn't ready mm-hmm. for that kind of commitment, it was just like he was just there. He was just there, and so eventually we started dating, and um. It got a little intense, mm-hmm. and one thing led to another, and it's just like, uh, <laughs> we can't keep doing this. Yeah, yeah. And so, let's just get married. Uh. And that's how that, it wasn't like, uh, maybe like a Romeo and Juliet thing, but it was just like, Daryl is a really good guy, and as far as I know, you know, he would be a great husband. Uh-huh. So. Why he have to switch you like that? Like, why was you so... You know, I because I really I've always like I don't have time for relationships. Uh, I really don't. I like you, but let's not go any further. And so it's just like that's what he did. He didn't care if I was ugly at times or maybe didn't want to see him uh-huh. or call myself maybe somebody else. I'm I'm dating. You know, I'm seeing somebody else. Yeah. He would just wait around. 
or he'll come and bring flowers or he'll be at my door uh, room. Uh-huh. So more likely. Yeah, he wore like, you down. Yeah. He wore you down. So did when y'all had me, did that make things better or did it still like did you still feel like I don't know if this family marriage thing is for me? I you know, and that's the strange thing because as a child, that's what I wanted. It was to be married and have a family. Mm-hmm. But when I got in out of the Christian type atmosphere mm-hmm. into the military, I kind of got wild. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I just didn't want that. Mm-hmm. But because it was just like, it's here. You're doing these things as a married person. You, I still have my conscience about me. Sure. It's like you're not going to just live any kind of life. Okay, okay. Yeah. And so it's just like, let's just do this. And it was good. Mm-hmm. And not that I didn't love there. Really, at that time, I probably didn't even know what love was. Just looking for something mm-hmm. what I thought was love. Yeah. And when I got married, and it was we, we stayed married for how long? So that's like... 10 or 11 years we had been married. Yeah, that's a and good And so my thing is, what was going on in them 10 and 11 years? It's like my temptation, my distraction, my like just treating him like, I don't really want to be married, but he did. And so my thing was the opposite. Mm-hmm. Now you're married and you're trying to live a single life. Mm-hmm. You can't do that. Mm-hmm. So just like I jumped and got married, I jumped and got divorced. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bad choices yeah. all the way around. Yeah. But still, when I was 23, 24, bad choices. And that's why Margaret probably be giving you the side eye talking about, yeah, baby, they just went on and her, her recollection, recollection might be just a little bit, you know, she might be feeling a certain kind of way towards you because he was so persistent and you kind of was dogging him a little bit, right? And and I think the word persistent really was he was in love with me. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And because I didn't know how to receive love, I just probably did mm-hmm. dog him, maybe, mm-hmm. if that was the word. But... um. Yeah, and she probably felt like because it was all about Carmen instead of Margaret. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, I'm going to stay here instead of come home. I'm mm-hmm. going to stay at Fort Hood. Why? Because Carmen. Well, I'm going to visit Carmen's family. And so, yeah, it's like, you ain't introduced us? Or, mm-hmm. And it's like, she's and the you last know how person she I is. wanted to yeah. meet anyway. So, yeah, that could be that side of the story. So. Yeah. <laughs> but so, I have to say, uh-huh. Daryl was super cool. Yeah. He, he was just, yeah, he, he was a yeah. great guy. Yeah, my dad's no longer with us, but I, you know, when I would go and visit him in Naruna, Virginia, which is the smallest town. Like, every time I tell somebody, like, even if I'm visiting and traveling for work to Naruna or visiting Virginia, and I'll say, oh, yeah, you know, I got my dad's side of the family's in Naruna. they like, huh? Well, so it is a super small town, but I just remember every time I would go visit my dad, he was just so popular. Like, everybody knew him. Be like, what up, Dad B? What up? Like, he knew everybody. So, all right, so things with you and my father don't work out. Y'all get a divorce, and then you... So, what What immediately after you get divorced, was it this liberating, like, ah, I'm free now, or were you like, uh-oh, what did I do? More liberated. Okay, you felt More liberated. More like... Mm-hmm. And so, I just did whatever I wanted. I dated. I didn't have to date, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, I, I guess that was like that for maybe five years okay you know and then i met Wendy. okay and so i thought it was really super cool when he was trying to talk to me and I, of course again it's like 
I don't know if men are real ever because uh, they might try to talk to you uh, and the next person that came up, whoever is going to take that little hook. Yeah. And so I was always thinking that. Right. But Like, he, what's your angle? Like, what do you really want? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, but what caught me with Wynn was he had just left me a note on the mirror specifically for me. Hey, Carmen, call me. And just bent it down. And I guess even the people turned it up and saw Carmen in the uh, bathroom. Really? And so I gave him a call. And that seems so, knowing him, that seems so unlike him. Because he just never let people know who he is. Got it. Got it. He just seems so just stoic and no game, no nothing. Like, But he got great conversation and he's a very creative, like, romantic. Yeah. He really is. Yeah. He was interesting yeah you know he had made himself a career and he was going places Mm -hmm. and he just seemed to be very now in love with me Mm -hmm. you know he he really was there in in my hard times that made a tremendous difference it's like i had somebody that i could rely on sure okay so that was that consistency yeah we move i remember more distinctly moving to hinesville like i remember we had to move quite a bit it felt felt like I, we were in leesville louisiana el paso texas we moved a and, lot and yeah. that's part of the military yeah yeah military is always you going to another uh duty station mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. so things kind of started to take a little bit of a turn when we moved to was it hinesville when we bought that house and then mother-in-law was also right, right next door so did you did y'all have conversations about how that was going to work out like well, with her being so close, was that cool with you? Or? No. Okay. At first it was, but uh-huh. she was just takeover. Mm-hmm. And he was a mama's boy. Mm-hmm. And so even when uh, we left, the change actually came from leaving El Paso okay. to Georgia. Got it. When she came, got involved. Got it. It all went downhill. And that's why you, you didn't know anything. It's because... I really didn't want to put anything on you. Mm-hmm. So I took it all. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, it's just like I was kind of like out of it mm-hmm. because a lot of things that was going on in the household, I dare not let you know anything about it. Yeah. And so, you know, prior to, you know, us recording, you know, one of the things I told my mom I wanted to talk a little bit that I, I, I personally always had questions about was why did it always seem like it was just always it was a shock. So the first time, you know, for the divorce between my mom and my father, you know, I just remember coming home from school or wherever I was and, you know, dad saying that, you know, he had to leave. And I was not, I didn't understand. Like it just, they weren't arguing that I remember. Like it, nothing was different. And then one day it was, they were divorced. And then similar when, you know, my mom was married to win and they decided to get a divorce again. Remember getting off the bus coming home my auntie valerie was there which was weird i'm just like why is she here the car was packed up it was like okay we about to go like go where i just came from school like i got homework to do like what are you talking about go and we left and and came back to huntsville so i guess my question to you were starting to get into it was why was it such a like it, it just seemed very all of a sudden and from my point of view and and uh because from my background from what I've known when I was growing up, it was always the fussing and cussing and mm-hmm. folks just acting ugly. Mm-hmm. And that was horrible. Yeah. Who wants to live in a home like that? Yeah. So my thing has always make a home, a house be your home. And so 
I didn't want you to be, and it, it really, as far as me and Daryl, it really wasn't no disagreement or misunderstanding or, or arguing or clowning simply because he loved me. I cared a lot about for him. And over the years, and I understand what older people say, you'll learn to love somebody. And I did. Mm-hmm. But I just wasn't, I, it was something missing, mm-hmm. I thought, in my life. It's just mm-hmm. like, do you really love him the way you he loved you? And it wasn't anything to be arguing or putting pressure on. And I always wanted my house to be a place where people could come in and have some peace. Mm-hmm. And so, especially for the kids. And the same with when, even though it was different, when uh, his mom caused a whole lot of shift in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. And he, it was just him and his mom, and it was me and you. Mm-hmm. And so he never did anything wrong to me, but I just felt like it was like they were more married than me and him. Yeah. And so... I The only beef I can remember having was, remember that time I got caught out in the right. rain? And that nobody, was my... Yeah, that yeah. was my only... I was like... Now and that's, nobody came, came to look for look, look for me. It was torrential porn right. in, in my head. And I'm walking in the country and no it's, one comes and, and looks and says, okay, where, where, right. where and, Pooh at? And once again, my thing was, if it wasn't for Mama, when would have? Mm-hmm. Because I know him, you know, but he's so like connected to his mama she was probably she need to be walking right, no way so right. let her and that and that and so that and all and stuff like that it was little things that would happen that i would see that i, I don't want to stay here mm-hmm. like this you know and even people would come and say you deserve better even though they wasn't doing anything physically but mentally they was doing their thing so yeah. it's just like i got to a point where you know when they used to have a big picnics and parties mm-hmm. that I didn't even want to go to fake it. Mm-hmm. I just stayed in the house. Mm-hmm. And then somebody had came and said, you know, you're trying to cover up what everybody know. Mm-hmm. They dogging you. But hey, what about grandma, your grandma Margaret saying about me and Dale? Mm-hmm. And truly, it's mm-hmm. like whatever man, so they gonna read. No, mm-hmm. uh, I didn't just go and dog Daryl physically, they didn't do me like that either. Mm-hmm. But they wore me down mm-hmm. until I got to the point that... And, you know, I even got sick behind it, really, with mm-hmm. the seizures and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's just not worth trying. And my thing in my head was, I cannot go through another divorce. Mm-hmm. Going back to the Bible, trying to fit it the way I want to fit it, it's wrong in the sight of God. Mm-hmm. But you're putting this marriage together. It... it, it like I just remember us like we had I had dinner every night it was something you know we sat down as family had dinner and all this other stuff and it just wasn't what I guess I thought divorce would be leading up to clowning and which I don't know where I even got that from but I certainly didn't think it was just like one day we here and one day the next day we not divorce when you think divorce you think broken yeah you think like like you know clowning and whatever but really it, it it just wasn't it was a facade, what what you were seeing. It yeah. wasn't really what it was. Yeah. Just to keep the peace. Like, a lot of people stay married. They say until the kids go off to school. Yeah. And it'd be horrible. Somebody sleeping in their bedroom. Somebody. Because we be trying to do it ourselves. Yeah. And really, in the end, we're hurting everybody, sure. including ourselves. Yeah. So, fast forward, you know, you have two children. So, I'm 35 and Joshua is just turned 20. And so do you find it 
interesting to kind of see where we are in our dating lives and kind of how we view it like is that because we've gotten a little bit you know I feel like when I think about you and my dad like I feel like I have equal parts of y'all like so there's a lot of times where I just don't feel like being bothered and you know I'm living this you know fantastic life and I just don't want the drama or in my head the drama of trying to fit another person in there but I'm a romantic like my dad like I feel like you know I do want to be married and you know want to have that you know family and relationship but I, I just I feel like it's very too conflicting parts of me and then joshua <laughs> bless his heart <laughs> he i don't know where he get his animosity towards women but he got a little bit of a complex so what do you have seeing knowing what you've been through and seeing kind of how we're moving through the world what's your thoughts on that i guess we don't what i see is it's an unseen selfish spirit it is, and, and I can see it in myself when I was younger mm-hmm. because I've always said it's never like I've always catered to other people and tried to do well with other people. Other people was really important to me. Mm-hmm. But yet, on the inside, it was really all about me. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be married right now, but I want to get what the married people are getting. Mm-hmm. Pay my- and I see that in you and Joshua. Mm-hmm. It's just like because you're young... You're trying to do everything and you don't have time for something that's going to be so important when you reach 60 like me. Mm-hmm. You'll be by yourself. Mm-hmm. And it ain't about the uh, pickings or slim. I could care less about it because I'm really stable like in, in my life with the Lord. Mm-hmm. But who want to go down that road when you know you're going down the wrong one? Take time to ask the Lord, you know. Who is it that you have for me? And be prepared when that person comes. Don't just have your uh, guards up and mm-hmm. I want this, 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 and this. And this is the way it's going to be. That's selfish. Because it's almost though like, you know, Joshua got years ahead of him. But for me, I done made it to this point. Why settle for something that I guess I haven't envisioned? Like... These are the things that I want. So if he is not, you know, meeting in this particular area, why settle for for me? In my head, I'm thinking that's a settle versus saying this really might be the person that the Lord has put in front of you that you actually need, not somebody right. that you think in your head that you. And so want. I say, from Joshua turning just turning twenty to you at thirty five, you have matured to that mm-hmm. to say, hey. You know, when your life is on that busy cycle, you got to stop because it ain't going to be busy all the time. You're going to want somebody to confide in and to talk to and to help you get a refrigerator put in place <laughs> that it's just, you know, it's yeah. not happening. Yeah. So my thing would be slow your roll, enjoy your life, but enjoy who God is putting in your life and take time to talk to them people and don't brush them people off because they might not be where you think they are or you know, yeah, it, it, it's yeah. just like you have to, you're at a time in your life like Joshua, he's just turned 20. So we'll mm-hmm. give him some years, but I constantly tell him there's just things that, you know, you you have to uh, allow to come into your life as women. Mm-hmm. Women, you can't just say all group, all women. Like you, he just has this. Women. He no, he has this Madonna whore complex. Either she's a thought, and I don't want nothing to do with her, or she is this just 
ultimate being who I'll get to her later when I'm done with the thoughts. Like, what? So, but the thing about it, we don't know how he got there. Yeah, I don't. I don't know how he got there. He don't think like that. So, you have to have him on your show. Okay. So, you and him can talk about that. (laughs) But as far as uh, my advice would be, you know, number one, you got to have Jesus in sure. That's just the bottom line. Because I didn't, I was all over the place, mm-hmm. making horrible mistakes yeah. and trying to fix it. And yeah. end up with the thing uh, in the book of Job, it said the thing that Job uh, feared most came upon, upon him. him. And mm-hmm. my fear was I don't want divorce. I don't want to get divorced. But I ended up with two. And so, but now... I have so much peace. And when I do look and see you and Joshua, I know y'all going down the right path. It's just like when you feel like um, life is overwhelming, like with Mm -hmm. relationships and Mm -hmm. dates, it's like you say, I'm not selling. I would just stand on the word of God until he sends somebody my way or I'm just going to go on and do the things that I do. I love to see you travel and go out and have a good time, hang out with your friend, put music to your pictures. It's <laughs> exciting. It's That's the time of, you're at that time in your life that you should do that. So it'll come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It'll come if we just continue to see, as the Bible say, seek ye first the kingdom. Mm-hmm. See, Jesus and all the other stuff will be added. But what? I was doing. I was seeking all the other stuff mm, and trying to and trying to right. put God and right. fit, fit him into. Let it. me put you in, but I want this. But ooh, we I'm going to be with this person. I shouldn't. Yeah, you should be going to God about that. Yeah, and then He'll put you in place. Yeah, and and it all works. Out. And I think too. I think, and I'm I'm glad I've I've come to a point too. And I'm and it's it's always every day you wake up you're renewing you know that commitment but I think for so long I thought okay I'm not going to put you know my faith walk with Jesus at the forefront because I'm not ready to be perfect yet and that is just such a lie right. that you know we got to be these you know absolute like perfect and jean long dresses and reading the bible and because this and, and it seemed like such a stifling life that it's just like I am not trying to do that anymore before I have to do it so, so. you see when you have, as people always say, you have to have a personal relationship with, that's just talk out of their mouth because they go right back and get clumped up with all this mess as a Christian is supposed to be. Mm-hmm. But now that you see, because I remember it's really when you first had uh, your encounter with the Lord, mm-hmm. when you turned over and saw Pastor Mike. Oh, on sure, TV. sure, sure. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, he was talking to you through that. Mm-hmm. You get your own relationship. And another person that I really look up to about their relationship with the Lord is Valerie. Mm-hmm. Valerie is, is my aunt, her sister. Right. And she enjoy life, but she love the Lord. Yep. She might say a curse word, yeah. but she don't feel like she going to hell. Right. She got to explain. And so you, Ebony, it's the same way now. It's like you have fun and... Uh, the Lord will lead and guide you if you get a little too far yeah, out of the way. Yeah, that's like, true. Eh. Yes. You know, just like he woke you up in, in, in the late hours to look at Pastor Mike. You didn't have to say, I'm going to put all of this down like you was thinking. And I'm going to live for the Lord. No more this and no more right. that. Nobody can do that. Nope. He'll work that out. I'll just keep on going towards him. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I learned. Hey, this is Ebony, and you are listening to 
Fixing Single, the podcast. If you like what you hear, hit subscribe. It lets the folks over at Spotify and Apple know you like me. And you'll be one of the very first people to know when I drop a new episode. Thanks so much for listening. You gonna get online? No. <laughs> Why not? I don't trust it. It's too many weirdos. It's weirdos everywhere, Ma. Yeah, but the weirdos haven't been coming to me. <laughs> it's like... No. So do you want to date at 60? I would. Okay. If, it, if I could meet somebody like me. And somebody how- that, that's, that... I mean, I don't want a whole lot from people. Yes. You know? Uh, and we all say... Oh, go to a movie, yeah. go out to eat dinner. Yeah. But people ain't doing that. It's like, if you're going out, you're going out for a reason. And you know, old lady, <laughs> that you ain't just going out. It's like, no, I'm not, you know. Well, where do you even meet people? Like, do you go out to places where you can meet folks? I, I really don't. Because you go to the same church and everybody there is it's married. married. Mm-hmm. You hang out with the Mary Magdalene crew. They all married right. women. I'm so just, where are you supposed to meet somebody I, if you don't go online? I'm not. So don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to meet. Okay. If it does happen, I'm good with it. Okay. I'm not trying to uh, make myself available. I, I don't. I don't. That I don't have time for. I think you should make time for that. Like you tell me, I need to make time. You should make time for that so too. So where in the like, world would I could, go other than online? Well, you can do online, but you can also go to. I'm not doing online. Okay, what okay. about, you know, any of the local, like, you know, hangout, like, bars or something like that? There's no, like, pubs or anything like that that you would go to? be so lost in a bar. It's just like, <laughs> come on, Ebony. i probably start preaching Jesus and then be like, yeah, right, no. Be like, I can see that somebody come and say, hey, how you doing? I'm, I'm blessed and highly favored. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> They'd be like, uh, never mind. Right. No, let's leave it. I would have a better chance online. I think you should dip your toe in the water. At least, like, okay, you in school, so maybe you should spend more time, like, just in the library. Like, you spend it in a study lab, but that's only a certain amount of people. I think maybe you should just go to the library and post up or go to coffee shops and do your homework and stuff like that. Uh, and most of the people in the, uh, library yeah. are, like, 19 to 20. <laughs> I'm probably the oldest. Probably you never five know. People. Well, you gotta go and check it out first and I'm, see before you tell me. Well, that. okay, but I have been okay. to the library. Okay, okay. And not a whole lot, but it just don't seem like it's nobody, especially at Calhoun. Okay. Know. We're gonna have to work on that, Ma. Why? I mean, I feel like you should at least put yourself out there. Like you can't be found. Like I know you're. I don't think it's your role to look, but I think you need to put yourself in places where you can be found. I don't think that I'm quite ready for that okay. because. It's just like after you have not dated for so sure, long, sure. You just it's you it know. don't, but it don't get any easier as you continue to wait. Like you, it, the right. longer you're out of it, the longer you're out of practice, the harder it is to kind of be in that mode of dating, like and flirting and you know get you know all that other stuff. But it we gets, have to say now, as as you know very well, it's not that I have not dated. Yes, within these mm-hmm. time, and mm-hmm. all of them have just been like yeah. horrible. Yeah. So I'm just like I'm kind of tired <laughs> of it. It's just like I don't even feel like sometimes isn't anybody out there. Yeah. Yeah. So. My thing is, I, I would say in closing that um, 
you just you gotta know who you are, mm-hmm. feel confidence in that, and most of all, just have your relationship with the Lord. You know, and who knows? I don't see myself uh, going online mm-hmm. because I've heard so many horrible. But like you say, if you wait another ten years, you're gonna be seventy. Yeah. Yeah. You know, if you have did maybe fifty. So I, I, I can't say no, no, never. Mm-hmm. But it's would be really scary. I just think you have to you know, people you will you will get horror stories offline, as you know. You've met people offline that you just if you never saw them again, you would be totally fine, right? And you can do that online as well. I think it's just knowing not even I hate to say tricks of the trade, but just knowing it's how to but yeah, it's just That's basically knowing it. how to navigate it. Because how to navigate you it. was telling me that about yes. how they was Oh yes, everybody that. was swiping oh, yeah. every yeah, the guy how the guys swipe right on everybody, yeah. So uh you know yeah but i think but it sounds like to me that there's an opening like right now you're just like nah that's not for me but it sounds like you could be convinced maybe i I, if i could get like the the horrible you know images of what online that's all i got it out of my friends yeah then maybe but it keeps popping up like perverse and crazy people and <laughs> folks you can't get rid of no and then they look at your picture or they don't put the whole picture it's crazy so, but that's how you know not to swipe right on them when they picture is like grainy oh and, put yeah. another <laughs> trick of the trade right here that's, mama uh, not this one me and you will sit down and just cause I have helped women your age I've upload, I've done their profiles for them taken their pictures done all that stuff and gotten some you know people your age online and with dates and stuff like that so if I can't do it for my own mama I just you know. feel like I, that just it's really to be honest it, it, it just saddens me that people have to go through this to find somebody for yeah. them so, yeah. but maybe a coffee shop or the library yeah okay so maybe we out. start baby steps maybe get you going to the library a little bit more often to the coffee shop set up get your homework and all that stuff done and now that you have like you know this new blonde hair color you might feel See, the urge to go there's in. something else it's <laughs> just like a setup you know i didn't do this new color to say hey i'm available <laughs> You might have had something. I know. I might have had something to do with it. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you sitting down impromptu and, you know, sharing a little bit of your story with me. And that's what this podcast is all about, Um, helping to stoke dialogue. And, you know, maybe, you know, somebody will, um, you know, change for the better or think differently um, than what they've been doing in the past. So thank you for your time. Thank you. And I would like to end with... Proverbs 3 and 5. And Glory! your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. Thanks for having me. Amen. Thank you for coming.